Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How are you doing this week? I am doing fantastic. The sun is shining over here, and uh, I think that's what I always say when I'm in a good mood. Anyways, it's a good day over here. Um, <laughs> except for my family's a little bit sick today, so I've been pulling in some slack there trying to keep everybody uh, all together, but uh, we're making it through. Yeah, I think you're you're right. The fantastic thing. I'd love to see a sentiment analysis over the course of the pod of like a, what, what's going on in your life when you're say fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are things with you? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I uh, felt like I just went away, but I know you went away after I went away. And then uh, I went away again last week. So I, this was a family family trip it was like a, a reunion with extended relatives at a destination so it was sort of pre-planned for a long time and i didn't really know what i was gonna get because you saw a lot of uh people i almost never see or have only met you know a handful of times so yeah crazy that's uh kind of an unknown world how how did that go uh really well really well so a lot of more cousin play on different cousins um we went to branson missouri which is okay. like um super interesting because it's kind of south it's in the southern kind of midwest area of the states and um okay. uh, there was it's it's very kind of country country-ish and stuff and uh but no it was it was fun we there was a lot more activities than we thought and the, a lot of uh yeah a lot of cousin and organic uh interactions with everyone so a wide range of ages and different types of people so uh, i had a surprisingly much better time than i expected no i, I didn't expect much i was kind of <laughs> like i don't know what i'm gonna get and but i'm yeah. happy to be here you know but yeah, uh yeah. I de- it definitely it definitely beat expectations so oh good that's uh that's good to hear sounds like fun yep um aside from that i've been having those weeks where everything seems okay. And then you're just missing like one thing. Like we had some, uh, like literally before this, I was putting up a whiteboard and I, and I like set all the screw holes, you know, to to where I'm going to drill in and I'm drilling in all the holes. It's all like level and aligned. And I'm like one, two, three. And then like one of them is aligned right with, uh, like the HVAC. um, Oh no. (laughs) I already have like, basically three holes where I need four. Yeah. And now I can't, the whole thing is now like defunct. So I've got to yeah. move the whole thing, patch holes. Anyways, uh. it's, it's, it's one of those weeks I've had multiple things like that. I don't have to go into all of them, but yeah, just like jaws of jaws of victory. Is that what they call like taking uh, something from the jaws of victory? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I get where you're going with that. That's yeah. That's that sucks. You're just like, you just got to keep plugging away at those, eh? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, what did you want to talk about today? Uh, so yeah, just um, was thinking about talking a little bit about like kind of general tech startup news. Um, it just seems to me, and I'm again, trying to hold my tongue because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to come off as like, you know, high and mighty on like, hey, here's how all businesses should be run and whatnot. But, you know, there's a, you know, we talked about the tech downturn 
uh, a few months ago, you know, and mm-hmm. we're still sort of in it. I think feel, things are more or less like leveled, but the recent news things I keep seeing are more about more hiring freezes. Um, and uh, in addition to that, even more companies that are on their, I would say double dip, like their second mm-hmm. round of layoffs, like they did a round of layoffs like two months ago. Yeah. And now they're, they're cutting even deeper. Um, so that's okay. Yeah. We can, we can say what we want from the back benches. We'll just be taken <laughs> as a bunch of hecklers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, good. I was going to say, yeah, lots of, lots of layoffs. And that's, uh, that's kind of interesting because we had talked last time a bit about, you know, this is a good time to hire some of those people. There's also a bunch of strategies you could use, um, when there's a downturn. So, so what, what do you see as change and, you know, what's interesting to you? Um, I guess what's interesting to me is like amidst all of this, like we've been in hiring mode, like looking for right fit people. And we did hit this weird spot where it seemed like a recession was starting all these layoffs, but at the same time, we weren't seeing necessarily a change in pipeline of, of mm-hmm. candidates. Um and that has since changed. There's actually, over the past month, we actually have hired a few people that we were looking for for a long time. So we went from a can't can't catch a break, can't find people to, oh, now we have like four candidates to pick from. So hmm. that's that's been nice. So it sort of has had a delayed effect in a, yeah. in a good way for us. Um, yeah, that's kind of nice. You get some selection, right? Right. But I, I guess what I... I'm now looking at the double layoff thing. So it's hard to think about it as a CEO. Just, I think actually, I think one of the big ones today, apparently going around, there's a LinkedIn video of a, of a CEO like videoing himself. I don't know what it is. I've just heard about it. That of, okay. like, he, he's like, he's, he's basically kind of telling his side of the story and he's apparently crying on the video. Uh, Okay. And it's getting a lot of backlash among people that are like, okay, you're, you're, you're crying and woe is me about the layoffs you've had to do, but you're not thinking about like the people, like, why should we be pitying you type right. of thing? So, uh, I think, I think people like to, uh, you know, hate on CEOs and stuff like that because they're, they're supposedly the people that have it all together that have all the money and that sort of thing. And I know like, to, to fire somebody, that's a tough thing. Like I would not want to be the person doing that. I can, I can see why that would be a hard thing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It is it, when we've, we've had to do things like that. We've never had a, a layoff per se, but there are times when people don't work out and it's, it's, it's emotionally draining, but no one wants to hear that from the person doing the firing. <laughs> like, yeah, like I get that. And those are the things I, I, I shut my mouth about despite <laughs> how, how, like I might've had sleepless nights about this. They're like, yeah, yeah. But what about the guy that can't pay his mortgage anymore? You know, it's yeah. like, it, it does take an emotional toll, but it's one of those things. I think as in leadership, you're like, that just comes with the territory. You, you don't, you don't get to kind of yeah. be, show those the pain and whatnot. Cause everyone's going to just point at you and like say, yeah. Oh, how nice it is from your, from your, uh, you know, big tower, so to speak. Yeah, totally. But you're talking about the layoffs and stuff like that. And I think um, knowing you for a bit, probably what's more interesting um, in your mind is some of the strategy of why, like, why are these people doing layoffs and like, why are they employing that strategy as opposed to some others? 
and what kind of got them to this place in the first place. Do you have any insight on that? Oh, you know me so well. <laughs> I do have thoughts on that. <laughs> um, well, first, going back to the double layoff, I did read something that I thought resonated well with me, which was like where it usually happens because they they you know they were they were told either by finance or by other people that they should have cut like let's say twenty five percent, but they were like, well, I don't know, maybe it's not that bad. And maybe it's their emotional attachment to the people, which is a good one. Like, hey, I think we can do this. And then instead, they end up basically making a mistake of not cutting enough. And it's sort Mm -hmm. of one of those things like, it's going to sound morbid, take out the sword, you might as well, like, if you're going to do it, do it, do it all then take all the backlash, take all the stuff, like, own up to the mistake then. And then yeah. go from there, right? And it's a lot of these double ones are ones where like they either weren't listening to their internal team and like kind of like wussied out a bit, <laughs> maybe, yeah. um, or or just they or they had bad projections and it was like, oh wait, actually, yeah, we 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 calculated this too quickly and wrong, and now we have to make another adjustment. Which, so I, you don't know what yeah. happens inside, but that's that's what I've heard. Well, there is also this weird thing of um, like people will kind of rally too around the possibility of a layoff, right? Like it's like, oh, we're going to lay off, but like, you know, maybe we can lay off, you know, 10% less than we want to or we need to so that and we're going to employ, you know, this new plan that's going to bring everything together and like, let's, you know, get together and make this happen. But I don't think I really heard that this time around. Like it sounded more just like eh, the economy's not great. So we're going to do some layoffs. And that was kind of right. the end of it, as far as I understood. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination. So we can, you know, you had the question of like, what led to this? Right? So mm. in, in my point of view, and it seems like, you know, because the money was cheap, right? Whether we're talking VC, whether we're talking stock market, whether we're talking all these things, you know, comp- companies that had a, a speed bump during COVID and all of a sudden just surged because of change of economic dynamics, you know, e-commerce, all these different things, all the stuff we know. And money was cheap. You know, there was like inflation was non-existent. It was like, you know, uh, you're basically getting almost paid to take on money. Um, And and everyone kind of just went like, hey, the good times are going to roll, right? And and ride the good times while they're here. and basically not wanting to be caught when the good times stop and like, well, I didn't take advantage of that opportunity. So, right? right. So it's, I feel like it's mostly an opportunistic point of view, right? You go from, Hey, uh, like join the team, join our rocket ship. We, we just raised $50 million. We just raised $200 million, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, the problem I saw out of it was like, you saw talent shortage too. So it was almost like mm-hmm. I was man the companies managing from a spreadsheet going, I need to add 10 salespeople or I want to take on this new shiny endeavor while I have the money to make these bets on these like yeah. things that may not be core to our business, but might be like a long-term bet. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I think a really good example of that was Shopify, right? Like Shopify kind of had this thought that during COVID, well, every everyone's going to e-commerce even after COVID is over. Everyone's going to stay on e-commerce. So we just need to grow, grow, grow. And then they kind of saw at the end of COVID, oh, wait a minute, people are actually going back to bricks and mortar. Um, things aren't really going quite the way we had thought. 
Right. Like I think everyone thought the first the first statements that came out of the you know pandemic stuff were like, oh, basically we jumped ten years ahead in mm. terms of online and digital and all of that type of thing. Like the adoption, remote adoption, all these yeah. things took a ten year leap, but they didn't think it was going to actually move five years back after that, right? <laughs> so it's kind of like we're 10 year and we're never going back and it's just going to keep moving forward or at least we're in the 10 year and it's going to be here for a little bit as the rest of the stuff catches up, but it wasn't going to snap back nearly nearly as much, right? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that totally happened, yeah. Um, and then from an economic point of view, it, because the money was cheap, like it made people bet longer term because they could, right? Like they didn't... Their, their risk profiles for making longer term bets because the money was cheap. They had more money to place more bets, right? So mm-hmm. when you have that, you're like, well, I got to put this money to work. I can't, if it's just sitting in my balance sheet, what is it? What is it good for? So Which they're is- placing more bets and they're placing them longer term, five, 10 year horizon. But now everything snapped back where they're like, oh, you now have to look at a two year horizon, a five year horizon. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of interesting because. Like to make a to make a bet during COVID, um, and with the assumption that COVID would kind of end at some point, that's kind of a tricky place to make a make a bet, right? Like you don't you don't really know what after COVID looks like. You're making a lot of assumptions there, and it's kind of surprising that like I guess there's the pressure there, right? Of you got to spend the money if you've got it, as opposed to holding and waiting until things settle and then making your bets. Right. And and a lot of the reason they probably made were able to make raise that money was saying, Hey, I, I have a money making machine. You just add more people, I'm gonna get X out of Y. So it's or sort they they make a plan to present, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone buys into that and then they they have they want to execute on it so they can make good to get to the next round or whatever that milestone they set, which you know, where's the shiny lights that they projected of this, the person investing all the money. Yeah. And I think there's also like a lot of speculation around some of the newer tech too, like around crypto and all of that, right. That I like, that was a big deal and people were investing very heavily in that direction. And because the money was cheap to finance that direction. Um, and now that's kind of tapered off and it's interesting to see how that area has really dried up a lot. Yeah. I don't really want to touch crypto <laughs> too much, <laughs> mostly mostly because it, I mean I think a lot of that is a, a different bubble within the bubble. It's like mm. it's like a speculation side within there. I mean, even if you're looking at the scope of layoffs, they're not even across necessarily just like you know it didn't isolate to just like crypto or whatnot. It's like across a lot of tech. Like you were mentioning what Microsoft, I think Amazon, all these other ones are not necessarily doing layoffs, but they're just the big guys are just putting freezes, right? Because they just mm-hmm. want to, instead of uh, tracking back on the th- the bets and cutting bets they're making, they're just stopping bets. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'd be interesting to see, especially what Facebook and like like Meta does, right? Like they've they've really taken on a lot of uh, talent to do. Um, oh shoot, what's that thing called? The, the metaverse. metaverse or something? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Right. They've really taken on a lot of people to do that. Um, be interesting to see if they change course on that on that one i don't know i don't know they're probably another just an interesting bubble within this too like where i'm not sure where they're gonna go i think i think i saw mark cuban say something about like recently something about 
now that this metaverse bubble is popping too, he said <laughs> something about the that something about buying real estate in the virtual world was like the stupidest thing or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, it kind of is like, okay, you're buying bits that can be copied, but only it's sort of like you're making your own government that can print money. So <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Yeah. Um, but, but getting back to the layoffs. So one of the things I thought about too, is while that money was there, while people, businesses were trying to accumulate talent essentially. Right. Um, I think they also just in that, you know, we also saw uh, salaries go up because talent shortages, right? So mm-hmm. like the better talent got higher priced, everything kind of rose out of that. Um, you know, people were f- having a war on talent. So the prices kept going up in addition to like, it also brings up the the newbies, like the people that are newer to tech mm-hmm. and they get, they go and look and they're like, oh, I can, you know, make a six figure salary, like a year out of school, like all these types of things. And I could, I could definitely tell you, we saw a lot of that coming in from our uh, hiring pipeline. Um, mm-hmm. But, but in addition to that, you have, uh, I feel like you get people that new to tech and may, I don't know that maybe this, maybe it's just a general uh, being naive to startups and things like that. But I don't know if there's a warning label for these people. Like they, do they understand that they are being a bet that is being, you know, they are part of a bet, right? That, Mm -hmm. that, that, that CEO, that when things, when times are not so good, that's when things, you know, get cut. And, and is there a warning label when you join? Like, essentially it's like, Hey, this, and I don't think there is, it's all like, Hey, all this fun, all this good. You're going to be a part of this big thing. They're all this big, hard sell. But the reality is there's no, no, like, little asterisk warning label this this may this may cause cancer this may cause like the the drug warning types of things because that's the startup game right yeah but i think that a lot of people who have been around in tech for a while they start to look at the fundamentals of the company that they're joining right as a way of job knowing their job security because if you're if you're like the most recent hire at a startup company that is based on you know, some very whimsical customer um, behavior, then, you know, you're going to get cut the second that it goes down. But if you're coming into something that, you know, they've, it's a, a established company that's integrated with government or defense or something like that, then it's like, okay, like there's a pretty good chance I'm going to have a stable job here. I mean, I agree, but I think that's also because we've been around too, right? Like, and maybe that's where the backlash is. The people that are like, hey, I just moved. I just, you know, you see these posts, this person that's like, hey, I just started this job. And then they, you know, I've been here two months and then they pulled, you know, then they, then, then I got laid off and, and they're giving a severance. Like I think most yeah. of these companies are doing right by that stuff, but they're still, they're still like, they didn't, they're I feel like people are still shocked by that type of thing, even though, like, again, I think you knew the warning labels, the more Mm -hmm. senior people in tech that have been around and understand or have seen more of these cycles, but someone one or two years out of college that, you know, took a job at one of these rising thinking, hey, this is going to make me a millionaire or, hey, I'm going to get a down payment on a house out of this like type of thing. And and all of a sudden to them, it's a rug pull because I don't think they ever knew about the fine print and no one read them the fine print yeah well i guess that's something we could do better as society you know just talking about those things but i think that 
it does need to we do need that flexibility in the market for that to happen right like if these companies couldn't just lay those people off um the whole company goes down right and i guess you could argue about whether that's a good thing or not but um <laughs> yeah i think i think everyone has to kind of grow up and understand what's going on right like um that, that's going to happen no matter what industry you're in um yeah i agree i just don't know what like I don't know as a society if we're it is the society's job to educate. I would say at most it's the employer's job to say, to be honest with it, it's like, hey, yeah, you know, it's not just the hard sell. It's even like buying a product, right? It's like, hey, these right. are the things. Like, like most of the people know kind of the risks of all the things. Like having, mm -hmm. but if you're hard selling people and trying to get people on your boat you're probably skipping over those risks. Maybe you're more diligent on it, or maybe it's just like, oh, people just know those risks. It's probably mm. the difference between, you know, hard selling and and kind of in the gray area of like, I'm just going to not say things, omitting it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's hard too, right? Like you want to, how, how would you, how would you enact that? I think that would be a really tricky thing to, to figure out. Like maybe if they're a public company, you have to tell them where they can get the financial reports and all that. But still, right. like people are people are still going to not think about that. They're just going to see, you know, slides and beer and go less is great. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I, I, and on the some point, if it's a competitive market, if I'm the as an employer, if I'm the only one telling people like, hey, yeah, you know, you're going to be on this project, but it's sort of a risk. It's a long term bet for the company. It's like, well, yeah, why? Now they're telling me the reasons not to join. And these guys over here, they're not telling me anything like that. So why would I join you, right? You're just sort of shooting yourself in the foot. So um, there's probably just not a good answer for this other than like, hey, well, everyone I, should educate themselves. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I think it's probably something that we should as society be telling people to do, right? To, to giving them the tools to be able to understand what's going on in a business. That even if they aren't interested, they can at least determine enough information to know whether it's a good uh, good fit for them or not. And the reality is you're always going to have businesses that make bets and that don't pan out. And the people who are affected by that are going to have to be able to find something else to do. And yeah, that's going to suck. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I, I agree with that. I wish I wish people would do that more. But the reality is most people I think don't necessarily want to, you know, they just want to hear that, hear the easy things, hear the things they want to be, want to, want to believe and kind of roll from there. But I think you, both you and I are a little bit more potentially more contrarian. <laughs> and also, uh, I mean, given we do our own businesses, things like that, we've already, we're already a little, a little bit of odd ducks from the, from the norm. <laughs> yes. I, I would say we're definitely odd ducks. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, I, but that same mentality in my mind is like, it probably has led me as a business to be a lot more conservative than I should be as well, too. Like, in store to, in, instead of, you know, looking at all the waves of stuff is like, you know, we could have raised money at great terms at a certain mm -hmm. point, but it was kind of like, I still didn't want to. So, um, you know, could Referral Rock be bigger or do other things? Because if I, but I also could be on the flip side where I went too far, right? And, and now I'm in this position of what all these other CEOs that I'm not envying at all <laughs> have to do, have to do right now. So, 
Yeah, but I think there is something to that approach. Like, I think I would probably align with a lot of your views on on being more conservative in your uh, investing and uh, taking on of risk and that sort of thing. But I think if you look at even some of the bigger companies, um, like you see something like TSMC, right, where they they really are just like this behemoth, and they have just grown steadily over time from at least what I've understand of their story. And um, there's there's a number of other companies like that too. Like you look at like Toyota and um, some of those other car companies. And I think that that's, um, I really resonate with that model just because it's um, it's stable and it, uh, it seems to be long lasting. Whereas you have these other, um, this other way of doing things, which is kind of the, the shoot to the moon approach, which does work, um, but is very, very volatile. And you have to be able to take, you have to be willing to take bigger risks than anybody else and deliver. So whoever, you know, doesn't fall off of the other, either side of that can win. And right. uh, I, yeah, I just, I don't really enjoy that approach nearly as much. No, no. I think that's, I think there's a saying like live by the sword, die by the sword type of thing. And it, it does take, I think, a certain type of person that is, it, 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 that it that approaches it that way but yeah i would feel like mm. a fish out of water kind of being on that like lead leading that ship so to speak so yeah but i'm curious though like if we think about the 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 investing strategy that we've kind of thought of in general terms what what would be some of the things that we really value that cause us to do that right like i think of the the, the other approach of shoot for the moon, the shoot for the moon really values, you know, I put in or the, the return on investment, the growth numbers um, and that sort of thing. What would you, do you have any thoughts on what sort of metrics matter to you? Oh, wow. Metrics. That's a big topic. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely that side too. And I think, like hinging everything on growth, like for me is not necessarily, and I think that's the biggest difference, right? Where, mm -hmm. um, I think people, people's approach of a, of a company being, it's either, it's like, it's, it's, you're either growing or dying, right? Like there's, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're not grow if you're not growing, you're dying type sure. of mentality. And I think that's true, but it also depends. In, in certain markets or certain types of things. Um, I don't know if I'm in that or not. I don't think mm. so. Um, I think there's, there's, you know, maybe our, our market is smaller, so it's just not, it's just not as the TAM isn't as big. It's not, I, I, I'm undecided on what that, if that playbook is really for us. Like even if we just added fuel and took a different way, it just may not be in the cards. I feel like a lot of these businesses have a, there's a, there's a path that is there, you know, and there's a, or it's like a, a type of race or a type of sport. And there's a certain way to play that sport. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to either play aggressive or you have to play like conservative, or you playing like what, what, what is the winning scenario? And there, it, it may be different for different markets, different types of businesses, different cycles. So I'm kind of undecided on, on those, but I definitely could use a little bit more, I think, pushing at times too, um, mm -hmm. in, in that growth way. Cause I'm going to sit in my default as more conservative, which I think is strange to people thinking I'm an entrepreneur, but it's, I think we've talked <laughs> about that before. If not, we can elaborate on that another day, but 
it's like I'm sitting here, but I know I see other things. I'm like, yeah, I, I know I'm too much on this side of a spectrum on for certain things. And I couldn't yeah. pull further uh, down the growth, down the like, hey, treat this like there is a time. There is a there is a time limit to this instead of like, oh, we can figure it out as we go type of thing. And it's mm-hmm. easy for a day to day lifestyle. But at the same time, you know, you get I might get some talented people to work with me, but they're probably not going to sit around 20 years working with me and being like, yeah, we're just yeah. <laughs> kind of doing this thing. Right. Cause yeah. it, it may get boring or, uh, they want other things in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, I, I could see, I could see why you're, you're wishing, you know, maybe that sometimes you push a little harder. But I think that like, it's, it's kind of this, um, not being satisfied with where you're at and just, you know, continuing to push forward, but not at all costs. <laughs> I think that's kind of it, the the strategy that I think of. It's hard. I mean, it's a hard blend to have because, uh, yeah, naturally, like I'm a easygoing, middle of the road person, so I don't mm. hang on either extreme. So it's there's definitely people out there that have something to prove, right? And that's sometimes yeah. that's like your their energy is like their 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 core for building a business is they're out there to chip on their shoulder, prove people wrong. Like, Hey, for all the naysayers, like this is me, (laughs) but that's, that's, I'm kind of unfortunately too happy and well-adjusted for that. So it's not like I'm tying my, my self-worth in the business. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's where I think having some of those tips, like I have to engineer those for myself. Right. So, um, but, uh, but I have been reading this book. I don't, do you know about snowflake? The like, like the, the tech company that does data warehousing yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, the, the CEO of that company, Frank Slootman, I've been reading his, I read his book this past week Okay. and uh, it's, <laughs> and it is definitely from that other side, right? Like it's called amp it up. So okay. it's, and, and he <laughs> has been, you know, short story. He's, he's been a CEO of three different companies and basically taken them all to IPO. And they were all like, you know, maybe in a 10 million range and a 50 million range of when he started, okay. when he took over as CEO. Um, but, you know, and I've known about the book for a while. I've heard him on a podcast and it's kind of like, I really like what he's saying. I don't know if that's me or not. Kind of that same question of like, yeah. could referral rock, quote unquote, amp it up? Like, what yeah. is the real? And I've, like, I read the book and it was a really good book and Actually, I'm not finished yet, but I've read most of it. <laughs> uh, vacation ended and my yeah, reading yeah. time stopped. But <laughs> but part of that, and even when hearing him speak, like he does have this other side to him. He's he's much older, um, you know, he's been around for a while, and you know, he's much more empathetic than I would have thought because the the stories he's telling. But it it's still the core thing is like here's you know, time is short. I think one of his catchphrases, one of his things, he's like governments can print money everyone else like you have to take money from somebody like <laughs> whether it's whether it's a competitor customer whatever and it's kind of like you're like okay all right it is you know that makes that sense from a zero sum perspective but it's again he's like about time is short like there's competitors like this and you, you so that was kind of the perfect book to probably help me kind of like pull myself a little bit in another direction, not just be so complacent and not, mm-hmm. not, I wouldn't say complacent, conservative. Right. So. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's easy once you feel like you've quote unquote made it 
to you know just kind of sit there in your your tower right and right yeah why move but yeah that's cool cool i'd, I'd be interesting to see if he's ever done layoffs <laughs> how far aggressive uh, how far on that side he's gotten right because you can get it but maybe he also he seems well adjusted enough but his his shtick is very much like this there's a way to do business this is how you do it these other there's some also also some bold ideas in there that i'm kind of wrapping my head around as well but um it was definitely a breath of fresh air for me in a i didn't feel like i wanted to throw up reading it like it was good it was not (laughs) you know i i worried about that yeah because you kind of know and i had this book in my amazon cart for probably like months and i was like eh, i don't know if i'm ready to read that yet you know yeah 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 <laughs> ah cool any uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up um no i don't i don't think so i think that's kind of a good little splay around <laughs> startup startup isms at this this day and time of the year or i don't know mm-hmm. cycle cycle of startups yeah for so. sure All right. Well, uh, thanks for chatting today, Josh. All right, Nate. I'll talk to you later. See ya.